Welcome to the KBB from the Tap podcast. I'm Managing Editor Leslie Claggett, and this week I'm happy to talk with Colleen Prim, founder of Colleen Prim Design in Cleveland, Ohio. A member of the National Kitchen and Bath Association and a member of the new Moen Design Council, she took an unusual route to her current position. Colleen had been in the banking industry for about 12 years when she decided to make the change to interior design. She's the rare designer who can not only remodel a kitchen, but can also talk knowledgeably to clients about money matters. Today, we're going to learn about how designers can discuss financials with their clients with confidence. Welcome, Colleen, and thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me on. Let's start out about learning about what motivated your transition from banking into design. One of the big motivators was I got bored. (laughs) So I had been in banking for about 12 years and I was refinancing people's mortgages. Um, So I am the rare designer that can talk to you about your mortgage and also um, help you with remodeling. And looking at people's appraisals when they were getting their homes remodeled, I very much got the, ooh, I wonder why they put that there. Ooh, that needs some updating. And it really got me um, into liking design a lot more. And I had purchased uh, a house and was doing some of my own decorating and just really liked it. And after a while, I had my second child and I didn't want to go to work at a corporation full time. So I went back to school for design and uh, started my firm from there. And I've been go, go, go since then. That's quite a story. Uh, having a background in finance is certainly a differentiator for an interior designer. Do you think it gives you some kind of an advantage? I do think it's very nice to have the background in finance. I've actually had a number of my clients tell me that's one of the reasons that they chose me as a designer, because they were also in finance, and they're aware that I will be conscious of their budget and the numbers. And I do pride myself on wanting to make sure that I stay within budget. Um, There is a lot of people out there that can have unlimited budgets and that's a wonderful thing. But I think the majority of designers do deal with people that have budgets and can't spend however much they want on, you know, a countertop or whatever. So it is important for them to, to keep the money in line so that they can get what they want from the design and also their budget as well. Can you maybe identify some common mistakes or misunderstandings that clients have about budgeting for a remodel? I think one of the biggest misconceptions is how much things cost. And if you were to go to Google and you Googled how much does a bathroom renovation cost, it's very sad what Google tells you. Google tells you that um, for an average bathroom, you should expect to spend $6,622 to $16,744. And I think any designer out there would know that that's quite low on the budget scale. So um, you're already kind of working behind the ball when someone does like a simple Google as that. If you were to Google how much does the average kitchen remodel cost, again, you're getting a price of $14,549 to $40,425. Again, that's quite low 
I know people spend $15,000 on their countertops alone. So you're, you really need to have open communication. And when I go to consultations about kitchen and bath um, remodels, some of the first things I say when people are asking me like, oh, I think I want to get new cabinets or I want to get a new countertop, you know, having the experience of doing several kitchens and baths, and I'm sure other designers do too, you kind of know about how much it's going to be. So I start throwing out numbers quite early. So, okay, well, you wanted to get, you know, a whole new new kitchen, no problem. Um, for the square footage that you have that I'm just seeing right now as far as your countertops go, that's going to be $12,000 to $15,000 range. And I start giving them ranges right away to kind of give them an idea of how they can spend their money. Because when you get called in, they do have a number in mind of how much they want to spend. Great. And um, it, talking about how you, you try to manage clients' expectations for the project, mm -hmm. uh, do you assume like a uh, authoritarian stance or are you more of a, a, a sympathetic stance or do you try to just re remain independently professional? Um, I think it's a mixture of both and I think it depends on reading your client. I always try to mix a little humor in there, but I am a very direct person. And I think a lot of people uh, do appreciate that um, when you are you know, in their home and are talking numbers. It, it's a number thing, whether, you know, both, I do try to have both, um, you know, parties involved, all the decision makers are there when we're doing things. But I do find when I start putting numbers out right away, people tend to respond more to that than if I was like, well, it could cost you, you know, some money, yes, or maybe not as much money as you think. Like when you start putting real numbers on it, people are much more responsive. Do you uh, get into save and splurge aspects? You know, like if you want a really great range, you know, we're mm -hmm. going to be able to cut back on some other things. Yes, we do. We do always talk about where to save and where to splurge. And I also ask whomever is the main cook to kind of walk me through how they prepare a meal. Um, for example, um, some people that are right-handed, if we're redoing their kitchen, maybe their dishwasher is on the left side and we're going to move it over to the right. Well, I also need to, you know, turn that into how much that's going to be budget-wise if it's going to cost anything. But I do like to see you know, how they're actually cooking in the kitchen to be able to tell them where to spend wisely on their numbers. Could you talk a little bit about what you tell clients about how they can get the best value, the best return of investment on their home improvements? So the best return on investment is going to be kitchens and baths. So I do try to have them spend a little bit more on kitchens and baths than maybe they would other places. One of the first questions that you should be asking the homeowner too is how long do you plan on living here? that is going to come into play with how much money they want to spend. Are they a couple or a single person that um, is living there currently and maybe in five years they're going to move somewhere else, move to a retirement home, sell the home? So are they just looking to kind of spruce things up? Or are, is it their forever home and they want to, you know, they don't care how much it costs, um, but there's always a cost. Um, they kind of are not really caring exactly how much it's going to cost because they're going to live there forever. So they want to be happy with the decisions. So 
Asking how long they plan on living there is very important. Um, the other thing that's important is asking what rooms are you spending the most time in and why? So maybe there is um, you know, a living room in the home but that's right next to the kitchen, but they never use it and their kitchen's a little bit smaller. But knowing that they never use that space, maybe we can blow out a wall and make the kitchen a bigger area and have them utilize the space. So that way they're using all of their square footage in the home instead of just that pretty room that you look in and don't really go into. That's, that's a great idea. Um, do you talk about markups and discounts with your clients? And if you do, might you share some tips how other designers can do the same? I do on occasion. Again, I think that really comes back to reading your clients and depends on what service they're looking for. So one of the services that I provide is paint consultations. And I know there's a lot of designers out there that do that. Um, so one of the places that I work with, um, I work at, with the Benjamin Moore stores here in the Cleveland area. And anyone that hires me to do a paint consultation, they get a discount on their paint that they purchase at the stores. But, you know, your wording can also determine how people feel about it. So I tend to not use the word discount and I say special pricing. So you can use different keywords to kind of make people feel a little bit better about the thing that they're purchasing. Um, if it's something like a furniture piece or cabinets, um, in your contract, there can be something about you know, the price that you are marking up if that's what you choose. Um, I think open communication is wonderful, but I also think that you know, the bigger stores like a Walmart or an Amazon don't put in their contracts or have anything about how much of their markup is. You don't always have to disclose that. I think everybody knows that you know, as a designer, we're in a business and there is gonna be a wholesale price and a retail price. But if you are nervous about talking to your clients about pricing, um, you can tell them that you get below retail pricing that you're happy to pass along. That doesn't necessarily mean you're going to give them all of your discount. Let's say you get 30% of your discount. Maybe you give them 5%. So that way, if they ever looked up that piece of furniture, uh, then they notice that, oh, it's less than the retail. Great, I, what a deal I got. That's very smart. Uh, finally, what would you say are the most important ways designers can set clients' expectations around money and their projects? I think one of the most important things is to have open communication uh, with your clients. And you should always be asking um, your clients what their budget is. We do know that some clients are hesitant to tell you what their budget is, or maybe they just don't know what things cost, which is why, you know, in the beginning, um, I suggested talking to people when they say, like, I want to redo this piece or I want to redo this piece. You know, you've probably done these things before. You should have some numbers of what they are. So setting those expectations up front is always helpful. The other thing that I always say to clients when I'm working with them is, let me see if I can bring this up. Um, so in my contract with my clients, the last paragraph of my contract states, this is a project that we can, will, uh, let me start that again. This is a project that will be completed by humans and therefore issues can come up and mistakes could happen. In this event, 
I will do everything that I can to fix any issues or mistakes and come to you with open communication throughout this entire process. And if there is a problem, I will still have, I will have a solution in hand. Don't worry, I got this. I love that. That's a great example of your injecting a little bit of humor into what's a very intimidating situation. Yes, it can be. <laughs> so just don't, when you're talking about numbers, if you're uncomfortable about talking about numbers, they will be uncomfortable talking about numbers. So the more comfortable that you get as a designer having open discussions about money, the more you will project that onto your clients so that they feel comfortable as well. Absolutely. Well, this has been a most insightful conversation about what many people consider a very difficult subject. Um, thank you so much, Colleen Prim, for joining us today on KBB's From the Tab. Thank you so much for having me. Be sure to subscribe to KBB's YouTube channel and click the like button on our videos. You can also subscribe to KBB's From the Tab podcast on such apps as Apple, Spotify, Pandora, and Google Podcasts, and please feel free to leave a review. Five, four, three, two, one.